Sometimes like if I was lucky, I knew what I was going to do for an hour, but it was like every lunchtime I was like, what am I doing next? And it was just like a constant, you know, like a soda bottle, like just constantly like shaking and shaking and shaking. Mm -hmm. And, um, gosh, I would go home and I'd rock my babies to sleep. And I was just constantly tense. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Hey there, Burned In Teachers, and welcome to episode 158 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I, of course, as always, am so grateful that you chose to spend your time and energy with me today. In today's episode, I'm going to share my interview and talk with a Burned In Teacher member. Her name is Maggie. You are going to love her. She is so sweet and so positive and so real. I mean, as you know, being a Burned In Teacher doesn't mean that everything is sunshine and roses all the time, and I really am excited to share this interview with you. It was just... It felt like I was talking to an old friend. We just had such a great time together talking, and I feel like we could have just talked for hours longer over coffee. Um, So we are going to dive into that interview in here in just a moment. But I do want to remind you that if you have not taken a second to rate and review the Burned in Teacher podcast, it really does help me to know how I'm doing. And it also helps other teachers who are struggling to find the Burned in Teacher podcast. So whether you're listening on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple iTunes podcasts, wherever it is that you're listening, I really do appreciate those likes, those stars, those reviews that I can give you a shout out here and share um, how you're feeling with podcasts with everybody else. You can also DM me anytime at Burned in Teacher on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. And of course, I hope that you've already joined our Burned In Teacher podcast Facebook community. It's totally free. We talk about podcast episodes. People dive in and ask questions. And it's just a really supportive, uplifting uh, community full of builder-uppers that you know I'm all about. So I hope that we can connect soon through one of those avenues. And also, 
before we dive into this interview, I do want to let you know. So when Maggie joined the Burned In Teacher Mastermind back in January of 2022, um, it was in the form of the mastermind where you got Burned In Teacher University and access to the exclusive Burned In Teacher members only Facebook community and group coaching calls and access to resources that I'm selling on TPT. All of that was included. And I did realize through a lot of research, a lot of asking all of you what it was that you thought about that. Um, you really wanted something that was more of a price point that um, that was more accessible. And I, I listened I, and I totally get it. Obviously, I can't do all of this coaching uh, and teaching for free. Um, so what I did was I separated the Burned In Teacher University course and the membership. So you can join Burned In Teacher University right now. It's open. It's ready for enrollment. And I think you're going to love the price point. I know for a lot of people, that has been a point of significant pause, which I totally get. Like we're teachers, right? Um, we're not making huge salaries. And I know that time is also a factor, but I, I believe that when you hear Maggie talk about her transformation and how much this program has helped her and the steps she even took to get herself prepared and ready or feeling ready to join the course, I think you're going to realize that this opportunity is well worth the time and energy investment that I know that a lot of you are ready to make. So I encourage you to go to burnedinteacher.com slash course to learn more. And I hope to see that you have enrolled. I get a notification every time a new student enrolls. And I love to reach out to new students and say hi. And um, I know you're going to find out that this is a really great next step for you. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Maggie. She started teaching 13 years ago. She teaches second grade. Her favorite form of self-care and self-indulgence is taking Saturdays off. She does not allow herself to touch anything related to school on that day. She said, I was in burnout long before I even realized it. I had six years in between my first year of teaching elementary and my second year of teaching elementary. I taught preschool in between. When I started at the elementary level again, I had a two and a half year old and a newborn. So I was already exhausted, but trying to keep up with all of the new teachers. I formed bad habits and beliefs from the get-go, and I'm finally taking steps to rectify all of those habits and belief systems I had. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Maggie, and I know you're going to love to hear her story. Please connect with me if you have any questions. Let's dive in. Burn on. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us on the Burned In Teacher Podcast to tell your burnout story and your burned in journey. We're just so grateful to have you here today. Yeah, I am so excited. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Stop. stop. <laughs> we're just two te we're just two teachers chatting. This is that's all it is. <laughs> so oh Maggie, will you let will you let people know a little bit about you both as a teacher and everything outside of teaching? Yeah, definitely. So um, I am from a little town in Northeast Missouri called Kirksville. And um, I grew up there with my entire family around. So all my aunts and uncles and cousins and just a lot of a lot of family get togethers, um, super close with, you know, a lot of my family. Um, and there's also Truman State University there. 
Um, and so I attended there for college and that's where I met my now husband. And um, we had, we moved to St. Charles, Missouri about 12 and a half years ago. Uh, we got married and we have two kids. So I have a son in second grade, he's seven and a daughter in fourth grade and she is nine. So we are in a very busy mm -hmm. <laughs> season mm -hmm. right now, just kind of, you know, heading into that, like all the extracurricular Girl Scouts and my daughter just got into student council and she's so super excited. And Aww. it's like, we're heading into this whole new zone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those seasons, gosh, you're talking about the ages of your kids. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I feel like we were just there the other day. And now our oldest is a freshman in high school. I'm sorry. Our oldest is a sophomore. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. No, that's not even true. <laughs> I don't even know how old my fast. kids are. My <laughs> oldest is a junior in college. Our youngest is a freshman in high school and it's, uh -huh. it just flies by. Right. Yeah, it, it does. I feel like I'm talking to coworkers who are in that baby and toddler stage mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, I was just there. And then I'm like, no, I wasn't just there. You know, like my kids have been in school now for a couple of years and yeah. it is like a whole new ball game though. Like teachers and, and friends always said, you know, it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. And that, that is just so true. It so is 110%. So, so true. So, and I know that, that the ages of your children are kind of part of your story too, which I also mm -hmm. really relate to. So tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself as a teacher. Well, I guess I had a little bit of a, a different start in the teaching. So my very first year um, of teaching, I was finishing my master's. Mm -hmm. I taught out in a little bitty town called La Plata, Missouri, outside of Kirksville. Um, and I lived with my parents. I, you know, didn't have any bills. Like my mom still fixed my dinner, you know, I mean, it mm -hmm. was great. Right. And, um, I thought, gosh, I'm so stressed and this is so hard. And it was for me at that time. Um, and then after that year, I moved, um, to St. Charles to live with my husband who was then my boyfriend. And, um, I couldn't find an elementary teaching job. And so I worked in a daycare for a while and I worked in preschool and I finally um, entered back into the elementary world as an instructional para. And then I got my, what I call my second first year of teaching um, finally. So there was a six year gap between my first year teaching elementary and my next year. And so by the time I started in elementary again, I had a two and a half year old and a two month old and boy, was that different? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's like night and day. That's just like zero yeah. to a hundred, a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Absolutely. It was like, I had no, you know, as a very young teacher, you know, living at home and having all that full support, you know, fast forwarding to now I'm a young mom with very young kids, that was, that was a lot to take on. And a husband. Time. I mean, there's, there's a lot to say about that. Like you're, yeah. you're now accountable for, you know, mm -hmm. these kids, but also, you know, you have to give attention to your partner as well. I, right. I totally get that. Totally get that. So is that when burnout started settling in? Was it like the, the time management? Was it, you know, tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I think um, it's it's funny. Like you don't realize something has is happening in the process, mm. you know. So <laughs> it was like, yeah, like all these little bitty things happened throughout this whole time, you know, because I I guess because I was only teaching in elementary one year before, you know, doing preschool and then becoming a mom and all that stuff. I, I didn't establish time management and I didn't establish effective planning. I didn't have any systems. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of me as a person. Like I'm not a naturally organized person. I'm very spontaneous, fly by the seat of my pants, like an idea sparks me at 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm writing it down on my post-it, you know? <laughs> and so I just like, as a teacher at that time, I didn't have time. Like I'd come in at seven 45 and think, what am I doing at eight o'clock? You know? And sometimes it was minute to minute. Sometimes like if I was lucky, I knew what I was going to do for an hour, but it was like every lunchtime I was like, what am I doing next? And it was just like a constant, you know, like a soda bottle, like just constantly like shaking and shaking and shaking. Mm-hmm. And, um, gosh, I would go home and I'd rock my babies to sleep. And I was just constantly tense, you know? And, um, then right before COVID happened, I found out, so I taught second grade for five years and, and loved it. My team was absolutely amazing, very supportive And I found out that I was going to be moved the next year to a different grade level. And then COVID happened and we shut down and I was just in a really bad place. You know, I was grieving the loss of these wonderful relationships I'd built in second grade and knowing I was going to go to something else that I didn't know. Um, And so, yeah, I started teaching first grade that next year after COVID. And that is when I realized something's wrong. You know, something just isn't right. I'm not who I normally am. Mm. So can you tell us what that looked like and felt like, and, you know, sounded like in your life? Like I, I, as you were telling me all these things, like I could, like you said, you, you described it as that soda bottle. Like mm-hmm. for me, I had a very public break, mm-hmm. like it, that bottle top popped off, like in, yep. in front of everybody, like. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to tell me anything that you're not comfortable with, but like, was there, what did that look like and sound like for you to, to be in that place? Because for me, it was, it was very, very dark. It was a lot mm-hmm. of crying, a lot of isolation. Um, a lot of my husband, like wondering, like, how can I help you? Like, <laughs> um, it yeah, was, it was, it was tough. It was really tough. I think you know, I've always been very good at putting on the face. Like mm-hmm. I put on the face at work. Um, I, I, I faked it very well through that really dark period. Um, now people who were very close to me knew, you know, something's not quite right. Like you don't seem as bubbly or as cheerful, but I saved it for home. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I totally would lose it with my kids with the smallest thing. Um, my husband, I felt like I took every ounce of like, just stress and tension. Everything came out on him and on my kids. And when you're in it, you don't realize how truly dark it is. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you know, you, I just, I just sort of acclimated to it and it just sort of became part of my life. Like I would be happy and cheerful throughout the day. And then I'd go home and it would all come out 
and then I'd feel terrible and I'd cry and I'd apologize and all the, all the things we go through. And then I would just get back up and do it again the next day. But it, through that whole time, I just, again, like something just didn't feel right. I felt like there was no spark anymore. Mm -hmm. And the, the enjoyment that I used to find in, you know, just the everyday things with my students, I just wasn't in it. I was just going through those motions thinking, you know, eventually it'll get better. Eventually it'll get better in it. And it just wasn't you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. So can you help us to understand about how long this went on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I would say like throughout, um, like August to March of that first year that I had been moved to first grade. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say I was, you know, I mean, of course the, the emotions and all that, that had been happening for you know, five years. But when I really noticed like that something, when I started to pull away and be like, wow, like this is not who I am as a person, you know, that was like all through that year. Um, and then actually in, in March of that year, I started going to, um, like a, a studio, a, a workout studio, a friend, a kindergarten teacher in our building is an instructor there. And, um, I have never been somebody to work out like ever. I mean, I played sports, but like that, then that just ended, you know, Mm -hmm. and I started creating this amazing community of women outside of my profession. And that is when I truly started to realize like that, who I, who I've been for the past several years, that's not who I truly am as a person. That's just what has been happening because of, you know, lack of systems and stress and my kiddos being young, you know, all of that stuff. Like I had to be able to realize that I was even having problems, you know, Mm -hmm. before I knew how to try to fix it. Mm -hmm. So it was probably about March of that year that I started kind of seeking support, but I still stayed in that pretty low place um, with work until, um, probably about January of, of last school year. Mm -hmm. And that's when I happened upon you, uh, through another podcast, you had been interviewed on their podcast. And I started looking at like the burned in teacher resources. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, isn't it interesting how like it wasn't even that you were really searching. It was just like you saying yes to this one opportunity, that led to sort of an epiphany or a pivotal moment where you were like, wow, like I, I, I really recognize that this is not that, you know, who I have been for the last couple of months or years is not Mm -hmm. who I am. It's not who I want to be. And just by you, like opening yourself up to that one opportunity, like as Mm -hmm. you're telling this, like I'm smiling ear to ear because it's just those tiny little yeses or those tiny little no's that mm-hmm. cause a ripple that causes mm-hmm. another ripple, you know? And uh, so tell us, like, tell us a little bit about, so you told me how you, how you found Vernon teacher, how you found me. So mm-hmm. what were some things that you remember that resonated with you that helped you to take a next step and then a next step? Yeah. So, um, I actually, I, 
had found your website, you know, after I heard your interview, I went right to your website and I was like this, like, I I really hope, you know, this is going to help. And I didn't really know what I would find, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but you had your like free masterclass, like presentation on there. Mm -hmm. And I still have my notes from January, 2022. (laughs) That's amazing. Like I just took, like, I love taking notes and like, I just like soaked in all these things that you were saying and everything you said, I was like nodding my head. Yes. At the computer. Like I feel this so hard. And as I was listening, like there were just so many things that resonated. Like there was something you said about like, you know, when the bird keeps flying into the window, like that window, isn't just going to move. Like you have to figure out a way to get around it. And, you know, when you're in that dark place, you are the only person that can do something about it. You can, you can seek support and you can talk to people, but if ultimately you aren't willing to make the change and do the hard work, then it it is, you're not going to change and nothing's going to happen. And I think I just started realizing that who I, who I thought or who I used to be. I was a different person in a lot of ways because I, I, I am a mom now and I am a wife now. And I, you know what I mean? It's like these little parts of your life, you, you evolve and you change and that's okay. And so I just, um, I really went through like step-by-step and I was like, this is great. I, I need more. So I bought your book and I read that book in like two days. And, you know, it's not like there's a lot of extra time around here, but like, I just need time. I was like, I need this. And I wrote notes in there and I started talking about you to all my other friends, you know, who I also knew were experiencing burnout. And it just like your, your book and your, the things that you said became like a part of my everyday dialogue, Mm. you know, and my thoughts to myself as I was going through the motions, I think. Okay, but with Burnin teacher, like I have to change my thoughts or I have to do this in order to make the change. Mm-hmm. So it just everything just really resonated with me on a very deep level. You made me a little emotional there while you were just saying <laughs> all of that because it is very emotional. It's it's a, yeah. Yes, yeah. I, it's totally it's so true because it is so personal. And as you're sharing everything that you've gone through and then everything that resonated with you, like I can't ever help when I have these kinds of conversations to go back to where I was at my darkest and where I was at my lowest, and that I I saw it and I couldn't find anything. And Mm -hmm. that you, Maggie, like you were the reason that all of this was created. And just to hear that it really did help you to make, make Mm -hmm. even small changes that have led to big results in the long term. That just means it means everything. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you for doing what so many people, not just teachers, but so many people out there don't do, which is to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like there's no blame here. There's no shame but there is responsibility. And what you did was huge. Like you took responsibility and said, I am the only one who can make the changes. So I'm curious, what were some of the changes that you made? It sounds like, of course, you did some really important mindset shifts Mm -hmm. of really thinking, like doing some thought catching, changing some of the things that you're saying to yourself. What Mm -hmm. did that kind of lead to, you know, what, what were some things that changed then after that? 
that, um, it opened up this whole like storm, right? Like between like finding this new release in my exercising and seeking, you know, your resources. Um, I was also at the same time reading atomic habits by James clear, which was like mind blowing. It's a great Um, book. I went, Oh my gosh. I was taking it (laughs) as a part of like extra credits, you know, towards, um, advancement. And then on top of that, I was reading, um, the joy of missing out by Tanya Dalton. And I just felt like with everything I read and found, like I just wanted more. And that is who I am. You know, Mm. that was when like, just getting out there and doing the things I've always loved, which is learning more. I felt like that kind of opened up this release for me. Like you still love to do this. Like things are okay. Like you're going to make it through this. Mm. And, um, gosh, I don't, I couldn't even tell you all the changes at this point because they were so minuscule at the time Mm -hmm. that. I'm just now, like, not just now, but within the last, you know, six months, I am really seeing what those little bitty tiny steps have done for my life. And so, uh, one of the things I really did focus on was understanding like your, you understanding my teacher brand, because I have always felt like I wasn't as good as other teachers. I'm not a type A teacher. Like those do exist. Like Mm -hmm. I am certainly a type B kind of teacher. Like I don't have the color coded binders and like labeled drawers. I just don't have that. And, um, I always felt like there was something wrong with me. Like, I don't like to do bulletin boards. Does that mean I'm not a good teacher? Like, and so anyway, one of the things I started doing was just thinking, you know what, forget about what the other people are doing. What am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? And what I found was Google drive is like a saint. Like it's like Mm -hmm. my life. Like (laughs) I can't keep a filing cabinet for anything, but I can keep things organized on Google drive. And, um, I started just thinking about, you know, how do my strengths help my career, not hinder it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I stopped worrying so much about pleasing other people because I'm a people pleaser to a T. um, And I just started thinking about myself more and what I needed every day. And I started blocking out like when people would say, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and blah, blah, blah. I might listen and say, that's a great idea, but it doesn't mean I have to do it. Mm. And so there was just a lot, there was a lot of internal work and not just as a teacher, but as a person in general, you know, understanding that again, like I was never somebody who worked out. I did not see myself as like, I, I don't do that. You know what I mean? And then it became like, you know what, why not? Like, why can't I be that person? And yes, I am a very, um, anxious person and I get stressed, but that doesn't mean that I like, that's my identity. You know, I started just thinking about it in a different way. Like, yes, I experience anxiety right now because, and I can control it by doing this. And so really a lot of it was just a lot of internal shifting and digging really deep 
into what is the problem instead of just slapping a bandaid on it and moving on, you know? Yeah. And you hit on so many important points and so many things that a lot of people almost, they don't want to hear. Like when they, when we talk about our challenges as educators in, in a school system or, you know, we're, and no matter what state you're in, cause I teach in Indiana and Lord knows we have tons of problems. You teach in Missouri, <laughs> Lord knows there's tons of problems <laughs> oh, yeah. there too. There's lots. <laughs> and what we want, like whenever we're really struggling, we want to hear about what other people can do to change things mm-hmm. for us. And yes. there's, there's like, there's, of course it would help, but we can't wait. And that was one thing I like, mm-hmm. I I'm done waiting. You were done waiting. Yeah. And yeah, that internal work, those first four steps of the burned in process are really internal. And Mm -hmm. really working on yourself internally, your brain, your heart, you know, your energy, that kind of that, that kind of stuff. And then those last four steps are really starting to take visible actions, Mm -hmm. you know, that external work. And it sounds like you just, you completely ran with it. So I, good for you. Like, I'm really, really proud of you. And you seem so confident. And I love what you said about the comparison game, like, Good on them for, for doing it this way. But I know for me, my strengths are not that like you, you kind of put it in, in there a little bit of step four, nurture your strengths and habits along with understand your teacher brand. Um, those are two of my favorite modules, by the way, because they are the most enlightening, like, wow. Like if you're willing to like tear down the walls and really look deep and, you know, behind them, that's where you can find a lot of those aha moments and a lot of those, those, um, opportunities to like, get to know yourself better and to be proud of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think also it helped me to understand what I needed from other people too. (laughs) Absolutely. It was like, I just, you know, you always think like, I know they're the, all the personality tests and like, I know that stuff, but in my mind, like I, I would just think that someone would respond in this way. And you forget that everyone is so different. Mm -hmm. So if I don't say, Hey, Amber, like I really thrive on relationships, then you may not know that, you know, like someone else may be a completely different personality type and just be more logical. Like my husband and I have no idea how we work together, but like, you know, I like, feel like I you're talking to, about my husband too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I have to like, t- I'm like, didn't you think that you should ask me if I was okay? And he's like, mm-hmm. well, I just, I didn't think about that because he's so logical and, you know, business minded mm-hmm. that it helped me realize that, you know, when it's, when other people are around you, they will help you and support you, but they need to know how, and I'm the only advocate for myself. Mm-hmm. No one else is in my brain. You know, I'm the only one that can say that. And I started, um, just finally realizing that, you know, mm-hmm. people aren't just walking by you trying to be mean or whatever. Like they, <laughs> yeah, they're just to deal with their own things, you know, exactly. And, and I had to finally, um, kind of get hard with myself and say, sometimes when people are speaking a certain way or doing things, it's not all about you. Like, you know, like, like yeah, positive intent, right? Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. they're not, they're not trying to be this way, but boy, that was a big eye opener for me because I am just naturally, um, empathetic. I'm a helper by nature. 
I want so badly to be needed. You know, like I just, Mm -hmm. I just want to, I just want to be supportive and help. And other people aren't like that. And that's good because if everyone were this needy and supportive, like it would just be crazy. Like we'd all be crying all the time. So, you know, (laughs) I I need those people to, to balance that out. I need my husband to balance my, you know, my personality. Mm. But I, I think too, just knowing like this is in my control. I can say to, you know, whoever it is, I just really need you to support this or Mm -hmm. I can choose not to switch out my bulletin board. Like that's not important to me. Like I can choose that, you know, the things that are in my teacher contract, I will do, but all those other things that I was trying to do, those are extra. And if I get to those, amen. But if I don't, I'm still doing my job, you know, 100%. Oh my goodness. Like this, I, everything that you're saying, I'm like, yep. On point. Yes, 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 yes. 100%. So tell us about where you are now on your burned in journey. Like what plans do you have for yourself moving forward? Yeah. So, um, I think, so the best part is like, I love your like stage tracker Mm -hmm. that you take the little quiz. And I remember when I first took it, it was like, build your spark. You know, I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like there's still something there, but it is small, you yeah. know, and then I took it again. Yeah. And I took it again about six months later and it was like, build your fire. And that is how I felt. Like I felt on fire. Like I was like, I'm going to read this and I'm going to do that. And, um, I started just kind of, I guess, capitalizing on the fact that I love to reach out to others Um, I started a Facebook group just for like other teachers and educators that I know. And um, it's just a safe space, you know, for us to share like uh, little quotes that we find that we, that resonate or, you know, um, the other day um, somebody was, you know, posting some things on there that was like, we don't operate the same way every day. Like, Mm. just like we wouldn't expect our kids to be on their best game every day. You know, it's just a spot where I feel like I can reach other people and they can come there if they need help. And I think I'm just really trying to figure out how can I continue to, um, support that part of myself mm-hmm. because I love, I, I found out, I love being a mentor. I yeah. love helping new teachers. Like we had two long-term subs in um, my grade level last year. And I just like took them, you know, like I was like, mm-hmm. what can I do to help you? Like, that's just that, what is, that's what is, helps me thrive. Mm-hmm. And that's where my passion is. And so I've just been kind of kicking around ideas. Like how can I find that in my daily life? Mm. Not necessarily just at school, you know, but also at school and outside, like, how can I support that need that I have to help other people, um, in a positive way? And everything you're describing about what it is that you want to do, you know, those are the qualities of a burned in teacher. You want to share your journey. You want to share, what has happened in your own life. So you can help to inspire change in other people's lives in a way that's of course appropriate for them. Like their journey is going to be different than yours. They're struggling for different reasons. They have different things going on in the background that we have no idea about. 
you know, mm-hmm. but that, that is the epitome of what a burn in teacher is. It's not always having it all together. It's not always knowing all the answers, but it's about walking side by side, somebody and saying, mm-hmm. we're in this together. And I, I can empathize with what you're going through and I'm here for you mm-hmm. and there's no judgment. And we're going to struggle together and we're going to thrive together and we're going to have ups and downs, but we have a way we have a mm-hmm. path that we can go through yeah. together. So uh, that just makes me so proud. Yeah. yeah. We and really we are better together. To, yeah. And we mm-hmm. don't have to live in a constant state of negativity. Like we can mm-hmm. work together to find those positive things and to find that joy again Yeah, in our profession, in our lives. You know, I've noticed something like, obviously I work in a school with, with lots of mm-hmm. teachers. And when I'm at school, I do not talk about burned in teacher unless somebody asks. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I have, however, noticed that there are, you know, people say something that's, you know, maybe a little on the negative side, but they're just being real about the suck. Like it's okay right. to talk about the things that suck. Right. Like yeah. they'll look at me and they'll go, but it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, it's not fine. Right. It's, not, <laughs> it's okay that it's not fine. Like you don't have to pretend like this isn't about toxic positivity. This is about like talking about things that are really bothering you and deciding whether or not they are in your control. And even if there's a little piece of it that you can change, even if it's just the changing your perspective, you know, or Mm -hmm. changing the way that you're, you're talking or thinking about it, even if that's all you can do, it's okay that it's not fine all the time. Like that's Mm -hmm. what kind of gets us into that, uh, that cycle of burnout or keeps us there is that we're saying we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. And things are not fine and we're not doing anything differently. Yeah. So I'm so, yeah, go ahead. Just like you said, like, I'm just here beside you. I'm Mm -hmm. not here to be above you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. If you're feeling that way. I mean, we, we tell our students, no feeling is wrong. Right. You know, and the teachers like no feeling is wrong. You're allowed to feel like I had a really bad day today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just like so upset and blah, blah, blah. And you're allowed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's what you do later that matters. Are you ready to move on and start your day over again and try again? Or are you just going to get stuck in that cycle of every day is a bad day and forget, yeah. you know, to look for, to look for support and to look for other things. But yeah, it's like, you, you don't want people to say like, you're trying to fix it. You just want to be there with them. Exactly. Exactly. And I think what you just mentioned about, like we get stuck in that cycle of negativity. You probably heard me say this before, but sometimes that's the easier option because then you don't have to do the work. You don't have to seek support. You don't have to learn new things and, and do things differently. That's hard. And that's scary. Um, and, and for some people it's scarier than others, you know, different personalities, different people. Um, Mm -hmm. but gosh, I'm just so glad that you took a chance on yourself. I'm really, really glad that you, that you saw that support. (laughs) So what would you say? things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear it. So last question. So what would you say to a teacher who is struggling and asking, you know, like maybe they've heard of hacking teacher burnout, maybe they've heard of burning teacher or they've heard of burning teacher university or anything like, but they're on the fence and they're wondering if it's for them. What is something, what would you say to them? I think the first thing I would say is, you know, stop overthinking it. If you think you need it, get it. I mean, there's only going to be, uh, 
again, you are your only advocate. You are the only one that's going to make that choice. So you can talk it out with a billion people, but ultimately, like if you feel in your heart that you need support, then find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally started with Burn and Teacher through, like I said, I, I heard you on a guest podcast. I went and I looked at the masterclass presentation. I bought the book. Then I listened to your podcast and I did that for some time before I decided to join the membership. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, I decided to join the membership because I, I wanted that backup in case, not in case, but when this mm-hmm. burnout creeps up again and I can remind myself, remember when I sought out these resources and this is going to always be there for me. Mm. So I think just like you had mentioned in your book, you have to just do something. You have to stop stewing in it and thinking on it. You have to just do it, you Mm. know? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for, for mentioning too, how important the community is as well inside of the membership, because there there's two sides, as you probably experienced too, of, you know, there's that isolation and shame associated with, you know, being at that level zero or that level level one. And I know I go there when I'm struggling, like I just kind of sink back into a corner, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you go through the process and you start to make changes and you do things differently and you're thinking differently and you're out, you know, you're so excited to learn more and make more changes that are right for you. There's mm-hmm. almost this other side of the spectrum when you're at that stage five, when you're at that build your fire or you're at the burned in stage that you almost feel like, gosh, things are so good, but I better yeah. not talk about it. Cause then people are going right. to be like, Oh, there's a you know, right. like, oh, gosh, yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> you know, so like the burden teacher membership is a place where, you know, people can come together, speak that burden language. Again, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. You know, when we do our group coaching calls. Like there are people coming with real challenges. People are posting challenges in the Facebook community and, and we're right there with them. You know, we're not just like, well, just smile and keep on going and everything will be fine. No, like we're asking for help. Like what resources would you suggest or what step do I need to move back to, you know, and that stage tracker is so helpful too. So, Oh yes. And you know, it's really powerful to hear, you know, I know lots of members have said they've worked through the process two or three times. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to remember, you know, when I took these notes on this packet, you know, in January of 2022, I was in a very different place than I am now, you know, in September. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to know, like, this isn't going to be just a fix all you're going to have to keep doing the work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to keep on myself with the mindset and with the positive self-talk. And I'm going to have to keep nurturing those strengths and habits. I can't just, okay, I'm at stage five now. Good. You know, I can't let myself fall back, you know, into that dark place. And I just think that, you know, there have been times where I come home and I just feel defeated as we all do. And I think, you know what, I'm just going to listen to one educational podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to find one inspirational quote or Mm -hmm. something that's going to just like be that thing for me. And your book just sits on my nightstand Mm -hmm. and I haven't picked it up for a while because, you know, I read the whole thing and I've been doing, but it's there. And so if I ever need just like a pick me up or I look at these notes and I think, oh yeah, last January I wrote this and 
oh yeah, I've made so many changes. Like I'm okay. This one bad day isn't going to just throw me off track, but it's like, it's like, I have just like a friend, like waiting there, you know, to, for me to drink my coffee and tell her all of my woes and I can read through. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Maggie, for sharing, you know, the, the hard stuff that, you know, the dark stuff, but then also all of that light, all, all of the good things that have come your way because you did the work. I'm so grateful that you took the time to share your story with the listeners today. Yeah. I'm very grateful for you, Amber. So thank you so much for it sharing is. your story and your <laughs> with everyone, you know, no, of course, it of gives, course. It gives everyone else. I think the strength to know, like someone else has gone through this and, and we can share too, you know, yes. and we're all in this together and we really are better together. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks again for your time. Thanks for joining us from your classroom today. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you and I cannot wait to hear about all of the great things to come your way, Maggie. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amber. All right, everybody. You just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the burned in teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.